Welcome to REI Spotlight with your host, David Schwann, and today's guest is Benjamin Inman with Inman Equities. Benjamin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, give my listeners a little bit of, a, a little bit of your background, please. Yeah, so I've been doing this for going 18 years now. Um, 16 of those years were was working in, in grinding away for other people. Um, and then, you know, when I got to the point of starting, you know, ready to start my firm, um, we did that and never looked back. So awesome. Happy. Awesome. So how long have you uh, had your own firm now? So it's 24 months now, 24 months. And right. where have you, uh, where, where, where have you been able to take it from, from zero to now? Where are you, where are you, uh, what, what yeah, have you been so able to build? Yeah, so we're just shy of 2,000 units. I think we're at 19, 1,930 units. It's 163 million in AUM right now uh, in 24 months. So Awesome, awesome. That, uh, that, that obviously, uh, you know, to grow by, you know, that much to, to start at zero and to grow that much, um, you know, my, my listeners, uh, I'm pretty sure they all know that that takes some hustle. You know, that takes some work and that takes some dedication to – to be able to go through all the process to build that kind of those kind of numbers, and that's a uh, you know that's an impressive number to be able to get to in 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 my mind a relatively short period of time, um, especially yeah. in the in the commercial real estate space. Two years is uh, not really a very long time at all. Right, right. No, I agree. And, and look, it 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 has been a lot of work, and still is a lot of work. Right, because you you got to. Not only is it a lot of work acquiring these deals, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that go into that, right? Finding the deals, touring the deals, underwriting the deals, raising the equity, closing the deals, and then you got to focus on implementing the business plan, right? To make sure your innovations stay on schedule, you know, rents are tracking with, you know, with the targets. So it's not just closing it, but it's keeping an eye on the, you know, the execution of the business plan, you know, while you're still looking for other deals to go out and buy. and. Uh, it is a lot of work, but it, it, it's a good, it's a good work, right? It's definitely, but it don't come free. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's, that's uh, you know, you brought up a very key point there is like, you know, everybody, uh, you know, you talk to everybody and it's like, everybody's all excited about, you know, finding the deal and funding the deal and getting the deal closed. And it's like, um, Hey guys, uh, closing the deals like that's like step two in reality. <laughs> you know, it's like you've just started on this journey. There's there's a lot more to go right. afterwards. And that's, you know, that's uh, I mean, that's also the exciting part, you know, is it's right. like, look, you know, uh, you know, this is where where the rubber meets the road and we get to find out, uh, OK, I did all this planning, all this work and all this, uh, you know, all this forecasting and everything. Now, uh, now we get to go put it all in action. And to me, that's kind of the really exciting part is. Like okay, now it's time to really perform. Correct, you know, and and look at it, it is it's, you know, my my story is a little bit you know unique in the standpoint of you know people typically hear oh twenty four months to acquire you know nineteen hundred and thirty units and one hundred sixty three million dollars in property, but what you don't see is the sixteen years prior to that, right? Yes. That actually took. I mean, in Nashville they say it takes ten years to make an overnight success. You know, meaning that. You know, you have a new artist that comes out, all of a sudden, just they're everywhere, right? And then, but, you know, people say, oh, the overnight success. But what they don't see is the 10 years of them hiding away in their in their parents' basement or in their bedroom and 
playing the guitar or the keyboard or whatever their instrument of choice is and just working and, and grinding away at honing and just pretty much just skilling. Oh, yeah. And, and those, those, those Saturday nights, you know, playing right. in front of like eight guys in a bar right. that you drove right. four hours to, you, you right. drove four hours to get right. to this bar. There's four guys there. And it's right. like, uh, yeah, you know, that overnight success, you know, it's like, look, yeah, that, uh, right. yeah I, I, I appreciate you throw it in. It's like, look, yeah, yeah. it took me two years from when I cut myself go, but I also had 16 years of grinding for somebody else and making somebody else a lot of money. And, right. you know, I'm pretty sure you got to the point where it's like, okay, um, I'm tired of making them money. Let's, uh, let's go do it for me. Yeah. And, you know, so Grant Cardone is the last person that I work for and which many people know who he is and everything, but you know, I just got to the point to where I realized, hey, this this guy is he doesn't know and, and this applies to anybody, not just me, right? And I'm like, I realized, look, this guy does not know any more than I do. The only difference is, you know, if you look at him compared to other people, you're like, well, why is he, you know, doing so much? But the reality is he just executes. And that's what it comes down to. It's it, it it's not the brightest crayon in the box. You know, I don't no offense to him because I'm not the brightest crayon in the box either. Because no. you know, one, one thing that I've always learned is never be the smartest guy in the room because, you know, if you surround yourself with people that know more than you do, then you're eventually going to keep increasing, you know, in your knowledge. So, so no offense by saying that, but the reality of it was, I was like, look, this guy doesn't know any more than I know. Um, so the only thing that's keeping me from executing is just, having the right database in place uh, to go out and execute with. And so yes. I, started, I started building out my toolbox, you know, my toolbox of, you know, investors or partners, uh, you know, because at the time I didn't have a track record on my own. So I had to, I had to solve for that through, you know, partnering up with people. Uh, and then, you know, the, you know, I mentioned the equity partners and then, you know, the lenders and the brokers and just working those relationships, uh, you know, from every angle that I possibly could. Um, and that's what I had to do. So when I left, I didn't leave blindly and said, I, I didn't wake up one day and say, okay, it's yeah. game over. Now it's time to start my own deal. You know, I, it was premeditated. Right. And so I had been planning this out for, you know, for quite some time. So when that time did come for me to leave, I wasn't just blindly, you know, I wasn't just, throw, just, just thrown out there. You had a, you, you, you had a game plan that was, uh, that, that was, that you had set up and, and like, okay, this is, uh, you right. know, this is my next, next logical step. You know, this is right. where I'm going, you know? So it's, it, again, like I said, you know, we, you, you know, we entered, introed with, you know, this many units in 24 months, but you right. know, it kind of boils back to, you know, there's still a lot of groundwork and a lot of behind the scenes and a lot right. of, uh, you know, just effort and building out that, uh, you, you know, having that, that database. Right. Um, what, uh, what, what all do you have when you say database, um, kind of, kind of fill that out. What, what all is, you, you know, you, you mentioned brokers and, you know, some of your finance and some investors, uh, is there anything else that we should really be thinking to make sure that we have our database of, you know, that, that we've covered, you know, these particular parts and pieces? Right. And it's a good question. And it is kind of the chicken and the egg thing, right? It's like, you know, do I, you know, again, I get asked these questions a lot, which by the way, I've actually just finished an ebook that I'm going to be releasing for free. Uh, that kind of, you know, knocks out some of these, some of these details, but 
you know, what comes first? Do I need to find the deal first or do I need to find the equity first? And, you know, my philosophy is this. It's so the way that I did it, I, I kind of built everything in tandem. So I, while I was working on building out the, the reputation or the relationships with the brokers, but just because I needed the deal flow, I needed to make sure the deal flow was coming in. And while I was doing that, I was out meeting with uh, possible investors uh, to invest in these deals. And, you know, look, at, at, I had a, you know, a decent track record working for other people. But keep in mind, if I'm approaching you as an investor and say, hey, I have this deal, you know, are you interested in investing? And, you know, whatever your level of comfort is, just say it's a million dollars, you're going to be a little bit reluctant to invest a million dollars with me if you don't know me personally for a long period of time. So only way of compensating for that is to partner up with someone that does have that track record. So now I've become a GP in the deal, right? So now that adds, it's, it's borrowing credibility, I guess is the best way of framing that. Um, so when I'm out talking to someone and say, look, this is who I am. This is what we're doing, you know, and just, you know, trying to build out that database of investors because, you know, I can borrow from somebody else's credibility to help build my own. And, you know, that's what I did. And so when I, so when I say database, I'm, I'm referring to a database of brokers because you need the pipeline. You need Definitely. the deal flow coming in. You need the, the pipeline of investors uh, to, to potentially invest in the deals with you. Uh, and then a pipeline of, of even potential partners because Definitely. you may find that, you know, if depending on your geographical area of expertise, which I definitely recommend someone having that focus rather than having a shotgun approach and, you know, being interested in every deal that gets sent your way, regardless of what state it's in, it's not the right approach because a lot of investors, they want to know that you have a, 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 a focused presence. Same, same thing goes for the lenders for the most part. Um, and you can get different partners in different pictures depending on, you know, let's just say for me, for instance, you know, being in, in, in you know, having a presence in, in Nashville and Knoxville and Chattanooga and Atlanta and Charlotte, I have different partners for different states because Definitely. those partners individually have a footprint in those states as well. So I kind of borrowed off of theirs um, and we, you know, in, we just kind of increased our, our overall total, uh, you know, as a, as a combined group. Um, so that and then, you know, with the lenders, the, the debt is the easiest thing to get. But then again, the lenders want to see a track record and, you know, you have to borrow from, you know, from a potential partners. So yes. going back to the database, database of brokers for the pipeline, database of investors for the, the equity, uh, and then, you know, your, your, your database of partners and, or, and, and lenders. And, you know, but like I said, lenders, that's the easiest thing to come by. Um, you know, so yeah, and 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 you know, like you said, you know, leaning on those partners, especially for somebody who you know is stepping out on their own, you know, for the first time, and it's like, look, I I know that I can do this, but you know, it, it, the other layer of security that that you know, when you're borrowing somebody else's credibility, is is they're going to do their best to make sure that you don't damage their name. You know, it's like they, they, you know, besides, I mean, you, you know, of course they have part of the, you know, they're, they're in the deal and that's part of it, but right. you know, to them, it's more, they're overlooking and making sure that you're doing a good deal also because, right. you know, you've borrowed their name. So they want to make sure that their name's not tied to a dud, you know, it's like, right. so in other words, you know, right. because you've partnered with them, 
they're giving, you know, they're, they're giving you their, you know, they're lending you their name, you're borrowing their name and their credibility, but right. it's also that extra layer of safety Correct. for, for your investors and for yourself, right. because now you have qualified, experienced eyes that are looking at it and have a very uh, vested interest in it because their name is tied. Sure. And, and look, people are human, right? You make mistakes. It's easy to over, you know, when you look at numbers all day, it's, it's hard to miss a number, you know, from time to time. So, you know, having partners in the picture also serves to have another set of eyes on the deal, right? And not only on the acquisition standpoint, but, but also from the execution of the business plan and overall operation of the property, just to make sure that, hey, you know, yes, we're seeing this the same way. Because it's easy to forgive yourself if you make a mistake. Right. But if you have partners in the deal, there's a whole nother level of, of I guess, comfort there for, you know, investors. Yeah, and, and like you said, another layer of accountability for yourself right. of, uh, right. you know, uh, like I, I think you you really hit a big key point there is, is you can forgive yourself. And sometimes, you, you know, sometimes when when we're working on stuff and we're busy, it's like, you know, we're, we're more you know, we're more susceptible to give ourselves a pass on something than if we know that we have another partner or somebody else that is, you know, it kind of throws in that extra piece of accountability also right. on top of it of, okay, I need to make sure that this, this, and this is done, that A, B, and C are done because my partner says, you know, I told him, hey, I'm going to do A, B, and C. And, and you know, then you can't give yourself a pass right. and just do A and B because it's like, all right. Well, it's like ten o'clock, and I'm tired. It's been a long day. I, you know, but no, I, 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 you know, it's just taking that extra bite and going. Well, look, it's another half hour, but C has to get completed. I can do it. I right. just, you know, and it's just pushing yourself through it. So yeah, that having that extra layer of accountability is another sure. uh, another great thing. Sure, especially if you won't repeat investors. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, just the, uh, you, you know, just being able to build out those, uh, you know, be able to keep those investors and, you know, keep them yeah. for your next one. Um, how do you guys attack uh, investor relations? So, you know, a lot of my investor relations is just, you know, relationships that I've developed over the years. Um, some of them for me, because, you know, I, I when, when people ask me to speak on a podcast or, you know, be interviewed for a radio show or even speak at a conference, I'll jump on those uh, those opportunities depending on what they are, you know, for two reasons, right? Number one is I love giving back and helping people. That's number one. Number two is the exposure. I mean, I have no problem admitting that. I like exposure. Exposure is a good thing, right? And so, and because I allow myself to do that, I've actually had, especially from conferences that I speak with on a regular basis, is I actually have investors at these conferences approach me when I get off stage, um, you know, and, and ask me if, if I'm looking for more investors. And, and my answer is always, yes, uh, you know, we are. Uh, and one of those guys, it's, he invests anywhere from 500 to a million, uh, 500,000 to a million dollars in every property I put in front of him because I take care of him, right? And we provide, Every, every deal is different. So some of our deals, we, we pay out monthly distributions. Some deals we pay out quarterly distributions. It depends on the deal. Definitely. Uh, and this particular investor, he's, you know, he's in some of my deals that are, some are monthly, some are quarterly. 
And every time I talk to him, he loves uh, when I call him because every time I call him, he, he's a, he's an older gentleman. Uh, and he's, he's always like, Oh, Benjamin, we, everybody here loves you. They just know when we see an envelope in the mail, in the mailbox from you, it, we know what it is. We know it's a check. It's a distribution. I don't care about the reports that you send. I don't read the reports. The monthly check that you send me is the only report that I need. <laughs> well, yeah. and, 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 and that's the, they, come on, let's boil it down at the end of the day for all of our investors, whether right. they say that, you know, right. they may not like actually throw it out there, but you know what, at the end of the day, that is why all of your investors have invested money with you is sure. because, you know, and, and that's the, that's the key. But I just think it's so refreshing that the guy goes, right. Hey, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I love getting, I love getting mail from you because yeah. it's a, uh, it's been a check. And yeah, right. I love that. The check is the only report I need. I, I, it, I, I it, it check is the only report I need. That's a good takeaway because I will <laughs> tell you that, you know, I learned a long time ago that it, it's easy to do, wire distributions right it's just one and done it's easy but what 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 you don't see on the back side of that is some investors they don't look at their accounts to see if a check hits their hits their account they just you know expect it to be there uh and sometimes they'll call you and say hey I, you know did you send the wire I'm like yeah well yeah we sent the wire like three days ago so you should have received it two days ago right yeah but the reason that we like to send checks is because there's something psychological about getting a piece of paper in your hand and knowing that you have a live check. It's almost the difference between a digital book and a physical book. Like I like a physical book in my hand. Definitely. Um, definitely. You know, it, so but there, there's a lot of psychological component to it, but that's the way we do it. You know, we, we, we send out live checks. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's uh, the, the, that's a very, uh, that's a very key point because like you said, you know, the wire, it just pops in the bank and it, it's, it's there. And, you know, the investor, you know, I, I mean, they see the numbers, they see the right. numbers change, but right. you know, they may or may not dig into it and even see who right. like increase right. their, their account. But you know, if they have that check right. sitting in front of there, it's like, ah, oh, my man, Benjamin, he yeah, came exactly. through with me. He came, exactly. Here's my Benjamin's from Benjamin. It's like, there you go. And then we'll get together from, you know, from time to time, we'll, we'll do like on some of the properties, you know, we'll do like a, like maybe twice a year, we'll, we'll do like a little tour of the different properties and, you know, the investors that want to join, um, you know, more than welcome to, you know, to meet us at the property and do a quick tour. So we take care of our investors by doing that. It's all about transparency. That's, that's obviously the number one rule. Um, and then we'll get together with them. Like, like this gentleman that I just mentioned to you, that it's uh, one of our, our biggest repeat investors. He, he run, I run into him all the time. And anytime he calls, I'll take his call. If I happen to miss his call or his text, and that may be him texting me now, <laughs> I'll text him back, you know, and he knows that when he calls me, I'm going to answer the phone. And if I don't answer the phone, I'll call him back at my next earliest convenience. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's such a, a key for investor relations is like, you know, knowing your investors and being able to, you, you know, when, with, when the guy calls and, you know, be able to pick up the phone and talk to the guy that, you, right. you know, that you have money with because, right. you, you, you know, you'd, you'd 
brought up uh, Cardone, but you know some some of these big guys. I I I won't throw just him under the bus. There's some other <laughs> big guys out there that the guy calling the shots. If you invest with them, you may or may not get to talk to him. You Correct. may just talk to an underling. But you Correct. know, it's it's really nice when it's like, look, you know, this is this is the dude that you know I've invested the money with Benjamin, and Benjamin takes my phone calls because he 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 respects me as an investor. Correct. And, you know, wants to make sure that I'm taken care of and, you know, being able to have that hands on and that personable touch is, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And they also, you know, they also enjoy the, the hands on approach. Cause I'm not, I'm not a passive guy myself, like from time to time, it's not the best use of my time, but, but what I'm about to tell you, I do it for two reasons. So from time to time, you'll actually catch me in one of the apartments painting the walls beside the painter, just because it serves to, to keep the my in-house maintenance renovation crews motivated, right? It lets them know that, hey, I'm not asking them to do anything that I wouldn't do. I just Definitely. don't do it because it's not the best use of my time. But but they respect that and it makes them work harder. And it also lets the management company and the property manager and leasing agents and the maintenance guys know that, hey, this guy's watching. We you better well, you better have it buttoned up every time. Right. Well, and, and, and again, that it goes back to accountability because I had a boss that, that, you know, I mean, he was, uh, you know, at the point he was at my boss, he had absolutely no reason to be doing the, the, you know, he, he was in there running things and helping out, but he had absolutely no reason to do it. He could go do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Right. But the man would sometimes he'd look and he'd see that the floor needed mop and he'd go grab a mop and a mop bucket and mop the floor because the floor needed to be mopped. Exactly. That, that drives the other employees so much seeing, you, you know, when you, when, when you're led from the top down and Correct. the top person goes, look, there is not a task that is too small for me. Correct. There's tasks that I don't do on a daily basis because they are small. But if a task comes up that's small, that I happen to be the right person to do it at the time, I'm right. going to step in and I'm going to do it, you know, and Absolutely. that, and that is uh that's that's such a, a a morale and a support boost for you know because I, I remember you know being in those W two jobs and you know when 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 your boss or you know the the person that doesn't have to be doing the grunt work even if it's only for twenty minutes a half hour hops in and does the grunt work with you you it just I mean that that carries over for days it's not like right. just that half hour that they help out you know that Correct. that that extra mentality just it helps for days and it keeps everything like you said everything flowing and and the accountability of like look I can't slack off because hey this right. guy knows what it is to do this job right and you're right it it does motiv motivates everybody because leadership is it does flow from the head down and you'd be surprised at the difference it makes. I'm 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 pretty sure. I mean, you know, from from being, uh, you, you know, especially. I mean, that's that's how I want to lead stuff is because I've I was brought up in that mentality, and I I was fortunate enough to have leaders in front of me that you know it's like, right. look, this is how you lead, and you lead by you know you don't forget that you've done grunt work before, and you know every sure. once in a while if uh you know there'll be times where the grunt work will you know. You'll stand around. You may have guys out, whatever. You know, you're standing around. Right. You're looking at it's like, look, the grunt work. If it's going to get done, it's done by you, and that's right. just uh, it, it. Just helps out tremendously. Sure, I get uh, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That is awesome. That uh, you know that that you lead with that style and keep uh, you know keep that accountability and keep that you know keep keep that 
camaraderie and that togetherness of your uh, of your teams and your units to right. you know feel like they're all you, you know we're all in this together we're all heading towards one point we're heading to one goal right yep um, definitely awesome man what's uh let's uh we're getting kind of close on time here um what's uh what's a good way that you like to give back to your community how do you how do you like to reach out and do that as far as the local community where we live yeah or or just to the investing community however you, however you like to give back yeah so ironically one of the things that i like to do is you know so we, where we live in nashville we um there there's a, a local ministry that meets downtown every tuesday night um, under this large overpass it's called the bridge ministry what they do is they get together um just local volunteers i mean you get celebrities that show up um they don't they don't announce that they're coming they just happen to pop up right and uh what they do is you go out there and there's tables set up there's you know a bunch of food and, and clothing and stuff so what the way it's set up is um, so there's music, there, uh, live music, and there's uh, and they, then the, the homeless people come and, and get fed by the volunteers. So uh, so they get that taken care of. And then while they're after they finish eating, they, they line up and they can go through this uh, a line. It's, it's like two, two separate lines and they can go. They grab a grocery bag and they can fill up the grocery bag with canned goods, clothing, um, just different types of items. and I've always had a a heart for, you know, for the homeless, because look, there's nobody on the planet that grew up desiring to be homeless. Nobody had a dream of being homeless. This just, yeah. for whatever okay. happens to people, you know, they just end up in that place. They don't, they don't have to stay there. Some of them choose to stay there, but they don't have to stay there. But my point is no one grows up desiring to be homeless one day. Right. And so I've always had a heart for, for those people, because everybody has a story, there's something that put them in that position. And regardless of what that story is, is there's many things that can happen. Um, but it just so happens, and ironically, I'm, I'm in the housing industry, but you know, we get back to the those that have no shelter, right? Yes. Um, it's just kind of ironic. It's, it was not not meant to to run in parallel together, but you know, it's just it happens. The way it happens, man. Um, <laughs> But so that's, you know, that's kind of how we give back. Um, I believe you should give back to people that can't, that, that can't, you can't get benefit from as far as, you know, if you, if you give someone some money, like a friend or family member, you know, you're pretty much going to expect to get that money back at some point or some type of favor. Right. Yes. But when you, but when you help someone that's so much in need where they can't, they, they can't give you anything back other than a thank you then you know that, well, that's power, that, power that. yeah that that to me is that that is the heart of giving being able to you, you you know that's that's where you're really doing the the best work and the most work and right. you know to me that's the most fulfilling is being able to do something for somebody and you know have just that pure ambition of i'm doing this just because i care and you need somebody to do it so here it's done. You know, it's, it's like, look, you didn't ask me for it. I just seen a need and I fulfilled that need. And you know, this is, this is where we're at because I just, I just, I seen that you needed something and I took care of it. And right. that to me is, and, and being able to do that, uh, 
you know, just being able to, to put it out there. And like you said, you know, you, you do it without, without any want or desire to get anything back. But to me, the beautiful thing is, is whenever you do that, it always comes back to you. Correct. You know, 10 times over. And it's like, look, just right. never, ever, ever worry about doing anything good like that for the good of mankind is because right. don't, don't worry. The, the, the universe, you know, even though you're not looking for it to come back, it's like when you do that, right. it, just that, that goodwill, just, it, it, it's just constantly circulating. And, you know, you may be helping that person there and that is the person who's, you know, decides that, uh, okay, well, I, you know, that little act of kindness may start a ball rolling for them to change right. the trajectory of their life or somebody else that they touch. So right. yeah, it, that, uh, you know, being able to, to help those that are less fortunate than us is an extreme, uh, you know, right. it, it's just very needed and it's, uh, and it's, it's just helps us out. I mean, I, me personally, I love being able to get, you know, help somebody who can't help me back. Um, right. you know, it just makes me feel that much better. And it just, sure. you know, just kind of helps move that invisible goodwill ball and keep it rolling. Correct. Yeah, uh, I get it, man. You had said something about uh, you were working on an ebook, so you want to throw a little plug for that, or? Yeah, I mean, I really haven't designed a plug, but I guess if I was, it's 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 uh it's it's called multifamily tips and tools, and you know, tips and tools to acquire your first multifamily property. Just because I have so many people that reach out to me and and ask me, you know, they want to set up a call or you know to to pick my brain and stuff. But look, I can't get on the phone with everybody. Right. <laughs> you only got so many hours in a day. As much as I would love to, I'm like, how can I solve for this? And so I solve for this by writing an ebook that I'll be releasing this week, later this week. Um, some people may find it elementary, right? Some people may find it very beneficial. Um, it, it just really depends on you know on, on where any, the individual is at the, any point in time. But I'll also be releasing some other series of ebooks as well. Um, you know, this ebook that I'm releasing, it, it's, it's free. I mean, people can download it. Obviously they have to send me the email address in order to, to get the link for it. Um, so and there's some other stuff that comes along with that, but look, everybody's in a different place, right? And, you know, we'll be releasing some white papers as well. That'll be, you know, for more, you know, seasoned investors, I guess you, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that's, that's, that's the ebook that we're in the process of releasing. Um, just because, and I was reluctant, I guess I'm a little bit late to the party on that because I see, you know, so many people with, with, with podcasts and with books and these, these, these training programs and everything. And, and then you come to realize that, man, these, the, uh, I, I know a couple in particular that I won't, I won't mention any names because it doesn't matter, but I, I found out it's like, man, these guys have 500 units or a thousand units and they're, you know, have these successful training program. And I'm like, why, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to give back, but it's like, and, and then I start seeing all these, these emails and these messages come through from just different social media platforms and like, Hey man, you know, you should really think about, you know, doing something like this. And so, so that's why I decided to put that together as not to jump on that bandwagon, but uh, I think more from the standpoint of, you know, really sharing, the full scope of, of what it takes. Because when I started my career in the industry, you know, 18 years ago, I mean, I started as a landscaper, right? <laughs> Putting plants in the ground 
at these at these multifamily properties because I was so <laughs> desperate just to get around the industry and to surround myself with people that it landed me a job as a as a corporate landscape architect with a developer in Miami who that happened to be his favorite job in the in, entire company of 300 employees that he had at the time and so i got close to him for that reason so he kind of became my first mentor and then you know in, in being around him i was around all the project managers all the leasing agents all the salespeople because we were doing condo conversions at the time and i was just always inquisitive and asking questions and reading books and listening to podcasts so you know my experience is is not just behind the desk looking at numbers and then buying deals I mean, I started by by planting the land, the designing and planting the landscaping around these buildings, and then that turned into you know painting the walls and, and doing some maintenance work inside these units. So I really have a really a, a good ground up understanding of what it takes, not just from the top down, but from the bottom up. And so now where we are, I can look back down that chain and really see that every step along the way, it's it was just it opened my eyes to a whole different level of perspective that I think, you know, I'm able to offer. Um, and, and that's the, that's the main driver behind, you know, releasing a series of some of these eBooks is just to give people a, a really well-rounded understanding of, look, I'm not just a guy with a, 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 an eBook or, you know, yeah. just hopping on stage and giving a presentation. I'm actually, I have a lot more understanding than I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like look, there is 18 years of experience wrapped wound up into all of this. You know, this isn't right. um, you know I, I didn't start investing three years ago and have 200 right. units. You know, I haven't right. closed on two properties trying to teach you something. It's like right. hey, look, there's 18 years of experience here, and I'm I'm right. you know I'm sharing it. So um, sure. you know it's and it's not just uh you know, it's not just a little bit of experience. This is, uh, you know, this is a big chunk of experience. So, right. you know, right. <laughs> listen right. to me. I know I may know a couple yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, and I did a, I did a post a, a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, uh, from, from uh, telling people that you should listen to people. You should take your advice from people that, that have epignosis understanding of the subject matter, right? Because there's gnosis, which is just a, a one level understanding then there's epignosis which is a very well-rounded understanding of the subject matter and you have a lot of people out there that are teaching from the gnosis standpoint but very few teaching from the epignosis that have actually been in the trenches and worked their way to the top um that you can learn a lot from those people definitely definitely i've i've uh i've made that journey a couple times through a couple different stops along my career you know yeah. starting out uh you know, starting out on the on the bottom bottom rung, and you know, just uh, you know, just hashing it out and figuring out. You know, right. it's like, look, uh, all right, and that and that's having that. You know, well, okay, uh, I'll grow. You know, somebody asks you to do something, and you, it's like, well, it's a growth moment. And you grow into that next step, and you that, grow that's into right. that next step. Yeah, and then and then look, you know, and the last thing I'll add to that is, you know, being in the position that I'm in now having come up through the ranks, um, you know, from landscaping to, you know, hanging, you know, painting walls or, you know, installing appliances and hardware in the, in the units and everything, flooring and such. So when, when, you know, you're getting quotes and estimates from different contractors or different property managers that are getting quotes from contractors for different types of work, I know when it's a good price and when it's not a good price, right? Because I know what it takes to do that actual work. And so I know not only, 
how much time it takes, but also know how much it should cost to get the same work done. And yeah. somebody's quoting you a, a, a large number, you know if they're cheating you or not, or trying to, right? Yeah, def- definitely, definitely. That, uh, that, that experience in the trenches, it's like, uh, yeah, dude, you're like, um, you know, for what you're asking, I'm going to like, uh, you know, I'm going to go hang this tie up and I'm just going to go do the work because for the money you're charging me, um, yeah, I can live well off of that. So I'm just, you know, if, if it's you or me, I, I think I'm just going to take the money and run. I'll, I'll go do it myself with what you're wanting to charge. Yeah. And I had a property manager in, in Georgia that, that, uh, had a two bed on this particular property is all two bedrooms. Um, and she, uh, she was asking me for my budget cause she needed to get the, the unit painted. And so I was traveling at the, at the time and didn't have time to send over a budget or whatever. Um, so she got the work done, which I can't falter for getting the job done because at the end of the day, it's like you just execute and you you ask ask for forgiveness, right? And so that's what she had to do because what I found out was she had this. She got some quotes from some vendors for like fifteen hundred bucks to paint a two bedroom unit, and I was and I flipped out like fifteen hundred dollars to paint a two bedroom unit. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, Well, I didn't have your budget. I was like. You don't have to have my budget to know that's a crazy number. That's just three times as high as it should be. So I told her, you don't need my budget to know that that's not a good number. But because you were able to save a lease and actually, you know, meet a move in date, I'm not going to like reprimand you for it because it's like, look, you had to get the job done. And I'm not mad about that. But do not pay that price ever. Again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like look, um, you, you you well, you know, sometimes it's like look, uh, you got it done, you got it done done in a timely manner. You know, right. if you you've seen the big picture, you got it taken care of. Just right. uh, yeah, don't do that again. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like look, uh, this right. is this is learning a lesson, and we learned a lesson that right. fifteen hundred dollars to paint two bedrooms not a good deal. Not a good and deal. Whatever we need to do to make sure that we don't do that again, whether that's uh, start earlier, do more bids, whatever, whatever the process right. is, is, we'll figure that out. But, knows now. Uh, yep, <laughs> we know that's not a, that's not how things are done anymore. <laughs> she knows now. So, but look, that's a small price to pay for, you know, having. She won't make that mistake again. Put it that way. Definitely. Definitely. You know? That's well, good. Benjamin, it has been a blast to have you on. Actually, I look forward to, uh, you know, this has been very educational. I'd love to have you on again. Um, sure. But thank you so much for taking your time out. Um, yeah. it, would you, uh, do you want to throw out to my listeners a good way to contact you if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, they can contact me. Uh, so our website is inmanequities.com, I-N-M-A-N equities.com. They can reach me on my email at binman at inmanequities.com or they can text me or call me on my personal cell number. It's uh, 615-513-3088. Call me or text me anytime. I, I, I can't take every phone call. <laughs> I am in a lot of meetings, but believe it or not, when I get text messages, uh, I do reply to those. And from time to time, if I'm between commutes or between meetings, you know, People are surprised. I'll actually pick the phone up. It's 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 very it's very interesting in those conversations when I actually answer, uh, <laughs> and the excitement at the other end is just it's motivating. 
Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, it's been motivating that the, the conversation that I've had with you and I'm pretty sure my listeners will find it very motivating too. So again, thank you again for, uh, for spending your time with me and my listeners and I hope you just have a wonderful day and until next time. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks for the time.